wow so oh my goodness wow like all right so i'm not even gonna lie i have a sense of joy right now that like oh it's it's so lovely it's so beautiful it's so amazing it's so potent and it's not moving it's not going anywhere you know i can't say it's it's immovable because I realize, like, it can be moved. That's why I have to embrace every little bit of joy I can get in these moments. Because my joy is always being, you know, the devil is always trying to steal my joy in these moments. Uh, One thing I realize about this situation is that even though, you know, around this time, especially in, around in this time, like, the devil is trying to convince me, you know, you're not a threat. You're, nobody's worried about you anymore. Like, you know whatever you don't matter like you're not as important as you once were because you know you need like it's nothing you can do or even if you try I mean maybe you can try a few things and see if you'll get that back but you're not getting like I just don't care it doesn't matter it's not even about making you feel like you don't matter you just don't I don't care but it's like I can't all the way believe that only reason is because you're still here still here and I just want you to go. I do. I want you to go. I want you to go. I want you to leave. I want you to be 100% completely gone. You know, by yourself, how you came. Don't take nothing with you. Don't try and hold me back from anything else moving forward. Leave how you came. And I will believe you that I don't matter anymore. Until that moment, until that happens, don't even try and pretend like that is what the... Don't try to pretend like that's the case because it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not even like it doesn't take a rocket science to see that if you're still here trying to provoke a reaction, clearly you still care or you want me to care. So I'm not even entertaining that. Besides that, let's talk about this sense of joy I have received. Why lately? And what's been going on? So. All I know is like, okay, so it's one thing I need to say about this joy is that, you know, it is like I'm I'm conflicted because I feel like it's a sense of joy that's like it could be a false sense of joy because it's like if I were ever going to be joyous about little moments like this which I do try and embrace them and appreciate them for what they are you know but to be joyous about a moment like this is to also also excuse me have to consider and grieve the other end and the other half of things and with the other end and other well I will talk about both sides the joy where it comes from is a remembrance of simpler times when I was back up north and it was like around this time, you know, in the November towards December, it is like, you know, it's, it's such, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's not too cold. It's just getting cold. You know, you put on a jacket and you go out, it's like the snow, the, the ground is like barely, it's like a light ice, a light glaze of ice over the ground. And like, you know, it's, I love it. I love being out in this weather. You know, I remember times, 
you know, like this, just things were just a little simpler. I was younger, I was happier, it was I was definitely more free because like obviously the situation, whatever it is is going on, you know, it is not confined to, but definitely, you know, I don't want to say confined to, but it's like this situation, me not knowing how long it has been actually going on without my understanding, to my understanding, this is a blessing for me to know that all of this is going on because there's no telling how long it has been going on without me knowing and there's no telling what all was going on behind my back, all of that is being revealed in this time, you know, it, you know, I could have went on never knowing this stuff that was going on and was happening. I don't necessarily feel 100%, you know, distraught or upset about that because I almost feel like, you know, if it had been going on this entire time, but I was okay, like God was still handling it and taking care of it like I know God does, that could have stayed that way. I didn't have to know. But, you know, I did ask God to reveal certain things to me, and that's exactly what he did. So be careful what you ask for, because you ask God to reveal to you who everybody is around you. You find nobody's for you. Nobody, not your mama, not your daddy, not your grandmama, not your granddaddy. Like nobody, not even your kids. I'm telling you, not your brother, not your sister, not your best friend, or nobody you even grew up with from the sandbox. I'm telling you, God will reveal the realest things, and you want to know. You don't want to know. So don't ask. But I can't say that my situation is going to be everybody's situation, but I will say that you'd be surprised to see who people really are. So that being said, you know, God revealed all this stuff to me, but in the in the in the midst of everything, He's not just gonna reveal the bad, He's gonna reveal the good. And the good is my purpose and my destiny is so much bigger and greater than I ever could have imagined. So it's all worth it because of God. You know? That being said, you know, I realize in this vision that I am having, it is a mixture of the two. It's, I'm finding joy because of the simpler, happier times from back when, you know, I grew up, back where I'm from. And then it's also a mixture of this fight that I'm in between, like this, this tug of war, this spiritual warfare, this fight for my, for my greater, my greater purpose, my greater destiny, my future. Like, so it's in the midst of it. So it's like, I'm finding joy where I can, which is like, you know, I remember these times. I love it. I love the feeling of it. And it's great, amazing that I have been able to experience, you know, things like that in my life. And then it's like also the fight of, you know, I'm still in this fight, though. And, I'm, you know, things will never be the same. It'll never be that again. You know, even if I go back to that place, if I try and recreate those memories, if I try and even build a, a future on that or in that so that my my future children or my future family that comes from me can experience or have memories in that manner, you know, or have memories like that, even if I try to go and get that back, it's, it's not ever going to be the same again. That's gone forever. You know, but at least I ever got to experience to begin with. So that's that. 
but like I said, it's, the conf it's being conflicted. And I'm conflicted because it's like something tells me, like, well, if I'm being reminded of that and that's where the real joy comes from, maybe I can go back and try my hand in that because as much as I'm trying to make something work, that seems like, you know, it's so much work being put in to make it work, you know, and maybe God is reminding me of simpler times because it can be that simple again. So I could go back. I should go back. I should do that again. You know, I should be that again. I should be there. But I can never get that back. I can just recreate new memories. Excuse me, not recreate. I can make new memories. I can move forward and build a new future. You know, and with that, it's going to be good and bad as well. It's not going to be all good. That would be a false sense. You know, that would be, I'll be lying to myself. I told myself, I go back, it's going to be good forever. No, but I can go back and I can chase after that for the hopes of what I feel like is worth fighting for in that, in that, but whatever lifestyle, particular circumstance that that may be. But, like I said, this this is why I feel conflicted. Because is this fight worth fighting for? If I'm really considering the good and bad out of this situation, you know, I won't say that they're neck and neck. They're just apples and oranges. For this one, it's like, there's so much good to this. It's like, look how far I've come in my journey with God. Look how much I've grown. Look how much I've seen about my future, my purpose, and my destiny. Look how much closer I am to it. Look how much has been revealed about my entire life. Things I didn't even know that was going on that has changed that forever. Some will say it doesn't have to. But, yeah, it doesn't have to just as well as this doesn't have to be what it is. But it is what it is. So it's like, I can go back, I can choose to ignore certain things, I can choose to be be happy and move forward regardless would be the same thing I would be doing here. I can move forward and choose to ignore certain things and choose to be happy regardless of certain aspects and certain circumstances. Staying here, I'll have to ignore the fact that everything that happened last year happened last year. You know, all these different individuals, all these different people, I would not ever blame a stranger. You have no ties to me or responsibility to me. But all these different people who decided to have responsibility on the opposing side of me, but yet I cannot never, you know, I wouldn't even expect you to have a responsibility to defending me. But you decided to have a responsibility to contributing to tearing me down. And that's the reality of it. So I would have to move forward ignoring that. I would have to move forward letting that go, forgiving that. And deciding to be happy where I can. Deciding to, not even where I can, but where I'm meant to be. And it would take ignoring certain aspects. And I'm sure a lot of people won't want to hear that. Oh my gosh, we don't want to hear about all this and all that. Complaining. I don't want to have to hear it either. I don't want to have to go through it. You know, and I'm not complaining. I'm just considering. So moving forward, you know, I would definitely have to consider that, you know. There's so much, you know, that I've seen, I've been through, and that I'm realizing about the situation. It's like, how much of it is avoidable? How much of it, and I'm not trying to just avoid different things. Like certain things, it's like, why should I have to avoid it? Why don't you avoid it? But it's like, 
at the same time, like, not wanting to have to, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, really create conflict where it doesn't have to be any. I'm not. At the same time, I am standing my ground because I didn't come in your yard. I didn't come pissing in your yard. You came and tried to piss in my yard. That's what's going on. Like it's not. I'm not pursuing you. I'm not affecting you. I'm not hindering you. I'm not bothering you. I'm not trying to tear you down. I want you to succeed wherever you are. Whether you know we come into contact with each other or you be over there, succeed whatever. That's what I want you to do. You don't want me to succeed. It's not the other way around. So. It's like knowing that, but knowing that you don't care, like you don't really care about that part, but I do and God does. And the fact that I am on your radar and I'm in, you know, you, you have to put so much time and energy into trying to destroy anything that it is that I am doing or trying to, you know, get in my way or hinder me in such a way proves that. I'm a threat. Don't try and pretend like I'm not a threat to you. Don't try and pretend like, you know, oh, this is easy to me. This is a cakewalk, you know. You sweet. I just do this because I feel like it. Like, this is nothing, you know. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, I am who I am. And if I weren't a threat to you, there's a lot of people who's not a threat to you. I don't see you bothering them. I don't see you worried about them at all. And don't go and try and worry about them now because I said something. Because that's weak too. Just as weak as you trying to pretend I'm not a threat when I am one. Clearly. So, that's that. But, regardless of anything. Regardless of, regardless of any of that. You know, like I said, finding joy in certain circumstances. And finding and, and realizing that no matter which way I go, whether I go back... I move forward. I'm still going to have to accept certain things that I don't want to have. To, I don't like. I'm going to have to go through things I don't want to have to go through. I'm going to have to accept certain things I don't want to have to accept, and I'm going to have to push forward regardless of the circumstances. And I hate to say that you have to accept certain things you don't want to accept because you don't ever have to accept anything you don't want to accept. I've always felt that way. If you don't want to accept something, change it. If you cannot accept something. The wisdom to the wisdom to to change the wisdom to know what you can change and the courage to change what you can't accept. So or the wisdom to accept what you cannot change, you know, and the and the courage to to change what you cannot accept. So it's like when it comes down to it. I can change anything I cannot accept. If I truly can't accept it, I can change that. That is not, you know, it's always a way. I won't ever let anybody take that away from me. I've always felt that way. And one thing I've really noticed a pattern is like, whoever this is, whatever this is, whatever situation this is, it's a, it's a direct attack on my life. It's a direct attack on who I am and who I've always been. And it's, a di- and it's definitely an attempt to change who I am forever forever 
and they will feel accomplished if they had done that. But for me, it's like, it depends. Which side are you really on? Are you trying to change me forever in a, to, for the better moving forward? Or are you trying to change me forever, you know, for the worse? Or are you the kind of person that's like, doesn't matter, which however you change forever, however you are changed forever, I feel accomplished that I was able to contribute to that. I just feel accomplished being able to change you forever, however it was. And a lot of, and I feel like that person, that kind of person, it depends. It really depends on, you know, their real mindset. No, I don't want to say the mindset. It really depends on their intentions because if their intentions are, I just want to change you because I know I could have changed you. I felt that you were a challenge that I, you know, cannot, this person can't be changed. This person will not change. And I know that I can do it. And that's just to boost my own ego because I can change anybody. I can do whatever I want or I have this amount of control over whoever, whenever I want. That's, you know, that's one thing. Then this other thing where it's like I actually want to be impactful in other people's lives. And I'm working hard to be impactful. So it's about intent. It's definitely about intent. So as far as, you know, wanting to change someone forever in a way where you just want to boost your own ego or you feel like you're just something or somebody or, you know, I'm if I, you know, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it like type thing. And it doesn't matter if it's bad or good or whatever. Like you just, you know, you're doing it for selfish reasons. You have selfish intent. Like that's always going to come back. I ain't got to worry about that. Even if you are able to change me forever. Because that's that happens. You know, I've changed people forever without even trying. I've changed people forever while trying. You know, it happens. Like you're gonna you can enter somebody's life and you can do something that changes them forever. That's just life. You know, I'm I wouldn't even I wouldn't even trip up about that. But it's about, you know, it's it's way different when you have malicious intent. And that's what you intended to do. I intended to ruin this for you forever. I intended, I intended to change this for you forever. I intended to hurt you. And, you know, that's fine. That's all fine and dandy. But you have to understand, like, with my mindset, if I felt like, you know, that's something I could not live with, there's many ways to go about that. Many, many ways to go about that. That's not a threat. I'm just being honest. If I felt that that was... You know, something I couldn't live with. There's many ways to go about that. But my whole mindset and my whole, you know, path and my whole understanding, my whole, you know, my whole, what, I, what I'm trying to adapt as a lifestyle is forgiveness, is peace, understanding, and putting my trust and faith in God. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. So if you, whatever intent you had, whether I know or not, God knows. So I'm going to leave that to him. You know, I'm going to leave it to God to figure out what happens with that. If you have malicious intent, you only know what comes back with that or what comes with that. But if you had good intentions, then you know what comes with that. Whatever the case may be, that's God. You know, God's going to handle that. He knows exactly what to do. And I'm reminded lately about this idea of like, you know, for example, you know, somebody comes into your life and they... Let's say they take somebody from you or take something from you that changes you forever and you're deeply sad and depressed, angered, and you are so upset. And, and when you look at this person, when you speak to this person, when you're around this person, they're 
attitude is, yes, I'm so glad I was able to take something from you and hurt you. That's all I ever wanted to do. I feel so good about that, you know? And it's like, I'm laughing. I'm spitting in your face. I'm spitting on your feelings. Who cares? Like, you know, eat that and die, whatever. Whatever, however they feel. And you just want to kill them because you're like, now at this point, you deserve death for that. But, you know, if you decide to kill them and God is like, but God stops you. and He says, listen, let me handle it. I know why this person did what they did. And regardless of how it looks, even though it looks like they are unremorseful and like they do not care and like they are just super evil and wicked to have picked you out the crowd for no reason and decided to, you know, decided to step on your heart. Let me handle it. Vengeance is mine because I know what's going on. I see the whole picture. I know what you don't know. And he warns you. But you decide to go and take it into your own hands because you're like, he's not doing anything. They're still out here hurting other people. I feel obligated to stop them from doing that. And not only that, you know, um, they don't they don't feel an inch of remorse for what they've done to me and I'm suffering. You know, that's gone forever. Like all these different aspects of why you feel like you should step in and do it yourself. And a lot of times we don't feel wrong. Our logic feels like that's sensible. And so you go and you put your hands on it. You go and you take this person off that off the earth. Or you do something to that extent. Like, I'm going to torture this person to death. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know? And you find out that the punishment for what you've done is not a pat on the back by God. Like, thank you. You've done the work of God. It's actually worse than what would have happened to them. Because he told you to keep your hands off of it. Now... You find out that later, after you're being punished for what you've done, the reason why is because that person had all these different things going on in their life. They had all of this going on. They had all of that going on. This happened. That happened. Mother dying of cancer. Child been taken from them in a drunk driving accident. All these different things were going on in their life. And it doesn't justify what they did to you. But if you had known all of that stuff, would you have put your hands on it? No, you would have allowed God to handle it. And that's why he says vengeance is mine. You don't know why people are doing things. But, and it's not your fault that you have to be the victim. And I'm not saying you're wrong for feeling however you feel about what they did. But you do have to keep your hands off of it. Because a lot of times the the mistake that we make as humans is feeling like we can judge when Jesus himself never did. You cannot judge. You don't know what's going on. You don't see the bigger picture. You don't see everything. Keep your hands off of it. We always feel like we are doing the work of God when we condemn others. But we are not in a judgment seat. We're not in a position to judge anybody. We cannot do it effectively. God is the only just judge. Let him do it. And... That's just how the Pharisees and the scribes felt when they crucified Jesus. They feel like you feel like you're a God. You're making yourself like you're a God. So us being in the position that we are, you know, gatekeepers of the Bible and gatekeepers of the commandments, Moses' disciples, apostles, you know, children. We're supposed to kill you. That's what we're supposed to do. We're doing our duty for God. And in reality, they murdered God's son. They were supposed to keep their hands off of that. That's why we cannot do that. That's the point. 
So I try my best. I try my best no matter what people do and trust me. Like I'm sure like I'm just 24. There's so much more I will see in this lifetime. There's so much more that will be done and so many different you know, characters I will encounter, but I've seen so many different things done and I try my best no matter under what circumstance or how people act or how people do things, no matter how wrong they are or how wrong I feel that they are based off of my limited logic. I try my best to let vengeance be God's because he knows I do not. I try my best. So am I saying that every single time I'm perfect and I always keep my hands off of things? Am I saying that every single time I never seek consequences for different things people have done? Absolutely not. If that were the case, I would be so much better off right now. Promise I would because God has been telling me that for years. Like, don't even do the small little things where you're seeking consequences for different things. Like, when you want a refund for a defective product. Take what you got and move forward. And it's like, people are like, what? Why wouldn't I get a refund for something that's like a defective product or doesn't fit or all this other stuff? All of that. Like, leave it. Leave it. Let it go. It's not worth it. Because when you realize that you actually have a spot in the kingdom and you realize these little aspects, these little, you know, worldly ways of trying to seek justice instead of leaving it in God's hands... Trust me, you'll find out like it's it's way more worth it to let it go. That's that. That's you know, that's forgiveness, and you know that's also letting God be the judge of that situation. And you feel like the little things don't matter. It all counts. It all counts. But we do serve a merciful and graceful God. So of course, obviously, you know it's gonna feel like the little things don't matter because of how merciful He is. But they do. They matter. So. That's something. You know. That I. Like I'm coming to the realization of all of it. And it's like I've, a lot of this I've already known. But it's like this is how I'm feeling right now. This is what's on my heart. And. You know let vengeance be mine. You know. That's what God is saying right now. No matter what, you know, you decide to do. Even if you're feeling like, you know, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this situation, a big chunk of it, a lot of it that's going on, you know, what the part of it that you will be wrong in is if you feel like you need to stay and somehow seek justice in some manner, as if you cannot trust me to provide justice where it is needed and in the way. And a hundred percent perfectly. Like, if you feel like you don't want me to do it because I'm gonna show too much mercy or grace, then you're wrong, and you're going to get exactly what you deserve if you take that into your own hands. But if you feel like, you know, that's something you need to do, I'm here to tell you, trust me, you can trust me, I will do what needs to be done. You really do need to check your intent. You really do need to check the position that you feel like you're in and who you feel like you are in in situations. Because a lot of the times we cannot take a step back, look at ourselves, put ourselves in somebody else's shoes because we cannot see where they are coming from. But God can. So why not let him do it? But 
Regardless of anything, though, you know, I'm not saying that you you are not entitled to feel hurt or to feel wronged or to feel like somebody is wrong if they have wronged you. That's natural. That's human emotion. That's going to happen. Just keep your hands off of it. Pray on it. Pray about it and give it to God. Let God handle it. And a lot of people cannot do this. A lot of people are like, man, that's corny or man, that's out or man, no, that's that's just not, you know, I'm just not doing it. I don't care what you say. Somebody do this to me. Somebody do that to me is going to be consequences. I'm not letting them get away with that. And it's like, that's something I'm battling with. I'm battling with tearing all that down, all those years of having that mindset. I'm battling with that now in order to move forward and become the woman that God wants me to be. I have to completely, you know, and I don't have to undo it because I'm forgiven in God. But I definitely have to tear down that mindset of feeling like that's okay. Like, I have to seek vengeance. Like, I have to put my hands on something. Like, if you do this, there's going to be consequences. If you do that, I got to do this. I got to do that. God is constantly checking me in this season. Every single time I say, and if you do this, I'm doing that. And God is like, you're going to do what? Because it's like, don't say you're going to do anything. It's just better. And a lot of times people will feel like, you know, that's me. And they want to take the credit for what God is doing. God's okay with you taking that credit. You know, certain times, like, all glory be to God, as long as that person knows who's really behind what's going on. You know, let your, you know, you you feel like you're taking the credit. Be careful with that, though. I'm also feeling like that, though, that as well, too. That's coming up. It's not necessarily now because I want it to be that so much and God is being patient. Like, you're just because you want that super bad right now and it's not, that's not good for you, for you to have that. It's not, that's not right now. But later on, once you realize that that's not what's most important, you're going to get it when you least expect it. So I'm feeling like that's coming up later where it's like, you know, other people are taking credit for my work that I'm doing in you. But just because you are so upset about it right now, you need to learn to not care about it. You need to learn to to let that go and not let it affect you. And as soon as you do not care that these people are taking credit for my work that I'm doing in you. As soon as it's not affecting you, it doesn't matter. You know, when you least expect it is when there will be judgment on that. Because nobody is going to take the glory of God. All glory and honor be to him. But Satan is using this right now, or trying to at least use it as a tactic. I don't want to give him too much credit, but trying to at least use this as a tactic right now to get me upset like god like i know this is you and why are they taking the credit why are they saying it's them that's doing it why are they saying that i made all this work happening you and i'm the reason you've changed you you know and god is just like listen you know i don't like that attitude and you check yourself because you don't need to have an attitude where you like you know, only God can do this for me. Only God can make this effort in me. Only God can change me because that's something only God can do because he's the only just judge. And, you know, listen, if I send somebody to humble you, if I send somebody to do certain things and put them in certain positions so that you have to learn the same lesson that I need you to learn, regardless of how you learn it, it's still me. And if they take the credit, fine. But what you need to understand is that 
don't feel like you're too much bigger or better or that nobody is that somebody is not in a position to teach you a lesson I wanted you to learn. Because sometimes that is me sending them. A lot of times you wouldn't want to have heard it from them. And it's the humility that I appreciate and that I am seeking. Like, you have to have a certain level of humility to even be in God's presence. And if you cannot be humbled by certain people because you feel like they're not in a position to tell you anything or show you anything or help you get anywhere or learn anything from them, especially because of who they are, that's something God does not like. He doesn't like to see it. So sometimes he will use that very person, the last person you ever listen to or want it to be in order to humble you. Like that one person is like, you know, that they just they just want to be able to put you in your place so bad and you hate them. He's going to use them to put you in your place. Like, why would you let them out of all people? Like, a lot of times it's the very person who will spit on your efforts of servant of servitude. You come and give them a cup of water, they'll smack it out your hand. You serve them a plate of food and they will toss it up in the air. I don't care how hard you worked on this. I don't care. Like, it's the very people that you are serving with the worst, you know, the worst person you would never, I would never give them anything because they would just spit on it. That's the very person that God wants you to serve. Like, Jesus washed Judas' feet too. And he knew that Judas was going to turn him over to his enemies. Or they weren't Jesus' enemies, but he knew that they were. He they were. He knew that Judas was about to sell him over for thirty shekels to be crucified on a cross, even though he was innocent. The very person who walked with him, who watched him heal people, who knew that he was the Son of God, saw it with his own two eyes, and then sat there and broke bread with him. He still washed his feet as well. So, this is the season of humility for sure. For me. And it's I, it's so hard. It's challenging. Because, yeah, God's going to put you. Like, Jesus had one Judas. But what if God give you all Judases? You don't get, you know. You don't get just one. They all Judas. And you got to still wash their feet. And you got to still walk with them. And you have to still break bread with them. And eat with them in this season. And they're going to still crucify you. And they're going to still hand you over, you know, to the people who want to who wanna murder you. They're going to lead you to your death. And you know it. And you still have to break bread with them. That's real humility. It's what Jesus embodied. And he remained unaffected. He didn't change anything he would otherwise do. 